Welcome back to Keepers of the Word. You're here with Mike, Ron, and James. We put a great show for you today, uh, the Leo Taxel hoax. But before we get into it, we would like to thank 10th Fathom Designs for setting us up with this great show and producing it. Make sure to follow all of our social media outlets, Twitch being our favorite. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the notifications to stay up to date with our new content. All right. The views and topics of Keepers of the Word are solely our opinions and do not reflect the opinions of any lodges or Grand Lodges. Today we have a special guest, Daniel Molina from Miami, Florida. What's up, Brother Daniel? How's everything, bro? Uh, Thank you so much for having me here. We are honored to have you. Uh, So, let's start with your... When when you started with Masonry, how how did that go about? How did you knock? So um, just to give you some, some backstory on my family, uh, my grandmother's father was a Freemason in Spain, um, and I had grown up knowing this, and uh, around five years ago, uh, I got very curious as to what it was that Freemasonry was about. So I actually went on Google, and I Google searched Masonic Lodge near me, and uh, the first link that came up was Hibiscus Lodge. Uh, which would end up being my my mother lodge. Um, I I reached out to uh, the secretary, who was Brother Hal Peterson at the time. Uh, unfortunately, Brother Peterson passed away uh, last year. Um, but he he reached out to me. He invited me to the lodge. Um, I visited, and five years later, I'm I'm now here. So, right on. So, in your Masonic journey. Um... When, when you started looking up masonry, you started you know, when you wanted to knock, uh, did you come across any things that were negative or uh, any things that were questionable? Anti-Masonic. Anti-Masonic. Yeah, I, I think uh, I've pretty much come across everything that we have all uh, basically come across. So I, I you know, I, I had seen uh, things that, um, the Masons had been behind um, certain conspiracies, uh, which in, in, in a way, the, the way that I uh, analyze it now and the way that I see it is it's almost like all of these different smaller conspiracies have just been uh, united into this amalgamation that has become this one giant conspiracy that then uh, the Freemasons were behind. Um, but I mean, just uh, other things like you don't really know what goes on until you're in the higher degrees. Uh, this one, uh, this one article had argued that there are 720 degrees in Freemasonry. Um, so you know, I, I, I had read anything and everything uh, that 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 you could uh, see. What stood out to you the most? That where you were like, wait a minute, there's got to be some truth to this, or they this is this has to be wrong well one one thing that wasn't adding up is the fact that all of these different individuals spanning across different fields uh were members of the craft but at the same time all of these conspiracies alleged that um freemasons were trying to take over the world that freemasons were uh murderers and killers um 
you know, even going so far, uh, most recently, uh, when when the pandemic first started, there were actually a, a lot of, uh, on Instagram, a lot of posts being shared that the Freemasons were behind the, the, the coronavirus, uh, that, that right. Freemasons were actually the ones that had uh, come up with the virus and, and stored it, and then uh, the Freemasons had released it for population control. You know, so there, there's always this this idea of Freemasons being behind this nefarious, uh, having this nefarious plan against people. And, and to be honest, um, the, the topic that we're discussing tonight actually came from me wanting to dispel uh, these rumors. Um, and, I, and, and I had initially developed a, a presentation after I became an entered apprentice, kind of discussing what the Taxio hoax was um, and how these were allegations that had even been dispelled by by the individual that had created them, you know. And this individual, as we all know, Leo Taxel, for the famous quote, Leo Taxel hoax. Yeah. Can we get into that? Do you want to get just dive in there and let us know his his um, early beginnings and then just go for it, man? Well, um, for for those that might not. Uh, know about this individual i'm going to start off by by telling people that he in fact was a brother and i'm going to discuss a little bit about his uh short-lived masonic career in a few um but uh leo taxil was a pseudonym that he had undertaken in order to publish uh, a number of works uh, against freemasonry but he was born in Marseille, France in 1853. His real name was actually Marie-Joseph-Gabriel-Antoine-Jogan Paget. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but that was his original name. And basically growing up, what he wanted to be was a journalist and he wanted to be a writer. So he wanted to pr- pursue a career in writing. And it was around the age of 14 or 15 that he was given a book on Freemasonry uh, by a friend, um, However, we, we do know that um, it, it was around 1867 that he was given uh, the book. Um, but as, as we know, the, the Catholic Church and Freemasonry uh, haven't necessarily had the, the best of relationships historically. Um, so uh, because there was this anti-Masonic atmosphere in his home, um, the, the book was actually confiscated. But this still kind of um, initiated in him an interest in wanting to to pursue Freemasonry. So it was in 1881 that he was initiated in a lodge called the Friends of French Honor. Um, however, he didn't progress past the entered apprentice degree because it was in August of, of 1881 uh, that he was expelled for literary theft and then publishing pornography. We'll get, we'll get into that in, in a little bit. Um, but then as he was growing up, he, he became very disillusioned with religion um, and then he, he wanted to dedicate his life uh, to writing uh, not only pornographic material, but also material that was uh, anti-Masonic and then anti-Catholic in nature. Um, and when, when we talk about the pornographic material, what he ended up doing was he was writing these works that were kind of making fun of religion and, and the Catholic Church in general. So he was writing uh, these these works, like uh, one of them is called The Life of Jesus, The Amusing Bible for Grown-Ups and Children, uh, The Secret Amours of Pius the Ninth, 
and in in these books what he set out to do was he was arguing that there were inconsistencies that there were false beliefs that he had found in the bible so he wanted to bring them them up and then he was also likening figures in the catholic church uh to marquis de sade um so anyone mm-hmm. who's not familiar with marquis de sade that was the the sexual philosopher um that that wrote a number of uh controversial books because of his libertine uh views um but they they were very very much controversial in in that time um but then it was uh this this piece of text called the human genus which was a uh, a papal encyclical uh that was written by the pope leo the the 13th uh that was specifically against freemasonry and what what the pope was arguing is that um that time the the catholic the catholic church and the catholic faith was experiencing a great threat in the form of freemasonry so he wanted to make a distinction between uh the catholic church uh, being uh, standing for truth and virtue and then freemasonry and and freemasons um being everything that was against truth and virtue so he was making these allegations that um for you to become a freemason uh you actually had to denounce your catholic faith um which as we both know that that is not true um i'm i'm pretty sure that we we all here have a number of of our brothers our great brothers that are that are of the catholic faith um and and the the pope uh, was was writing uh, very passionately against uh, the craft and taxil at this time uh was influenced by this writing because he he almost thought to himself you know this is how this is how i can get back uh at the catholic church you know and and his whole point was to prove that the leaders of the catholic church were gullible that they would be able to believe these wild um allegations um because he had already been uh, a freemason he had gone through the entered apprentice degree so what he did was he said that he was converting to uh, catholicism that he denounced everything he had done before all the writings that he had done his his past life as a freemason and then what he wanted to set out to do was i am going to expose freemasonry and i'm going to um write out all their secrets um and then he devised this wild insane plan that that took over it, it was over the course of 13 years that he was publishing a, no, a number of books um that were allegedly you know exposing different aspects of of freemasonry so and that's only the beginning so do you think that uh, the reason why he got kicked out <clears throat> he said it was literary like he was stealing books yeah li- literary literary theft and uh and pornography so, right, I, so I, he I, probably I got booted because he stole stuff that he was going to use for his upcoming book. Uh, it, it could have been, or or um, uh, as well, some something that I I would argue maybe also plagiarism. You know, it, uh, it could have been that as well. Mm-hmm. So oh, it, it could have been, it, it could have been the the literal, you know, the stealing just maybe for uh, whatever personal personal use or or plagiarism. So this goes out to the lodges that were in France at that time. You guys had 13 years to take them out. You didn't. You failed. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I had to just throw, I had to just throw that in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Daniel, continue. Yeah, so when when he first started, it was uh, he 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 set out to to create this four volume history of Freemasonry that he was going to call the complete revelations of French Masonry, and then what it was going to focus on was these alleged eyewitness accounts of uh, Satanism that that was being practiced uh, in the craft, um, and then he he goes on to uh, give an account of what an alleged initiation into the, the craft is. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's in, in the end. Uh, his, his account of what the Entered Apprentice degree is like is uh, that, that the, there's an initiate that walks into a lodge room, he's blindfolded, and then on, on a table there is um, like a sheep. You know, sometimes it's, it's either a sheep or other times it'll be an actual individual. And what the initiate has to do is the initiate is given a knife and the initiate is asked to kill uh, the sheep or the, um, the brother. And the brother in question that is allegedly put on the table is said to have been a brother that had um, gone against his, his obligation you know, that had either revealed the secret or had just done something that, that was against his obligation, uh, had been a disloyal Mason, and then the, the initiate had been, you know, forced to kill him or, or the sheep. They were interchangeable. Um, and, and the main argument was that an, an initiate is, or that a Mason is a murderer in spirit um, upon, upon being initiated into, into the craft. Um, and it was in a, in a book called The Devil in the 19th Century that Taxil introduces this character um, that maybe, maybe some brothers have heard of. Uh, she's called Diana Vaughn, who was a supposed descendant of an individual called Thomas Vaughn. He himself was a Rosicrucian alchemist from the 1600s, and he is alleged to have made a pact with the devil, um, and he had received the Philosopher's Stone but later on, Diana Vaughn becomes almost like a, a, the central figure of the Taxial hoax. Um, so it, it almost like moves away, the, the focus ends up moving away from Leo Taxil and onto Diana Vaughn because Diana Vaughn ends up becoming this like, um, I don't know, it's almost like a mythical figure, an alleged mythical figure within Freemasonry. And she was alleged to have been a member of something called Palladian Freemasonry. Mm. So when it comes to Palladian Freemasonry, um, think of it as, as, as I was talking about earlier, the, um, the alleged, you know, you don't know what goes on until you reach the higher degrees of Freemasonry. Well, what Taxil was, was arguing through Diana Vaughn uh, because Diana Vaughn was just another pseudonym that he had undertaken yeah. in order to publish these texts. Um, at, at the top of Freemasonry, there was this religious cult uh, that, that was called Palladian Freemasonry, and they were actually the ones that ran Freemasonry across the entire world. Um, and only a select few that were in Freemasonry were allowed to uh, join these higher ranks. Um, and it was alleged to have been constituted on May 20th, 1737. 
So it was called the Order of the Palladium, or it was also known as the Sovereign Council of Wisdom. And in order to, to, to go through it, uh, there were these three degrees. There were these two uh, masculine degrees that were called the, the Adelphi or the um, Companion of Ulysses. And then there was this female degree that was called the Companion of Penelope. Now, although I, I, I mean, I am really interested to, to be able to read what these degrees were allegedly like. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to come across any any information as to what Texil, whatever information Texil provided um, for for these degrees. Um, but overseeing this entire religious order within Freemasonry and Freemasonry in general was uh, none other than Albert Pike. So Albert Pike was called the head of the order. And uh, get this, I actually I had to write this down because th- this is. Uh, too too long for me to remember. So his his title within uh, this alleged order was the Supreme Commander, Grand Master of the Supreme Council of the Mother Lodge of the Ancient and Accepted Scotch Rite of Charleston. Because uh, yeah, because uh, Freemasonry and this religious order within Freemasonry was also alleged to be running out of Charleston. Um, that that's that's where you know all all of this uh, all of these orders and 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 everything was being uh, run from. Um, but Diana Vaughn um, was uh, a, a character within the story that um, there there were tales of her. So for example, there there were Masonic ceremonies where we had summoned this gator demon that had written prophecies on her back with its tail. She was described as a figure uh, through Masonic teachings that had been able to uh, liquefy herself. So what we we were learning was was actually how how to be able to turn ourselves into water and to be able to, you know, go go through through walls and things like that. Um, And then in in a black mass that happened one night in a in a masonic lodge um she had actually been given away to lucifer by albert pike um so so he, he, she had been wed to him um there there's also another account where uh, she had also been wed to the to the demon asmodeus um and then she had attained two ranks uh, within this higher order uh, so she was known as the the grand mistress of the temple and she was also the grand inspectress of the palladium um and then as i mentioned before she so in being given away um she had also uh, attained this status of being the masonic high priestess um however all of this took a turn in 1895 when she had a, a vision similar to to joan of arc uh, and she came to the conclusion that what she needed to do was denounce her membership in Freemasonry, uh, say, say, you know, d- denounce all of her beliefs and everything that she had been uh, involved in. And she fled. She ran away from this order and she went on to publish this this work called Confessions of an Ex-Paladist, uh, which is where all this information um, ultimately came from. Um, 
uh, her involvement in you know in Palladian masonry and and everything that she had learned, all all the things that um, were alleged, you know, the, all the demons that that the Masonic Order was um, calling or and, and and working with in uh, in Masonic lodges, um, and then, and then it's interesting because she also describes what a Masonic Black Mass is. Um, and it, it's just it's just interesting to to read what these accounts are like because one thing that I haven't I haven't mentioned yet that is truly astonishing is that throughout this entire time when Taxil is writing these works, uh, not only under the pseudonym of Leo Taxil, but he's also writing under the name of Diana Vaughn. What the agreement was is that he was going to be working with the Catholic Church and he was going to be providing them these texts and they were going to be distributing them to the public to sort of uh, lend credence to the idea that, you know, that Freemasonry was this great uh, threat to, um, to, to the Catholic Church. Um, but not once did any members that were coming in contact with Leo Taxil ask for verification that Diana Vaughn was, was real or, um, there, there were, there were other, um, yeah, yeah, not, not once, you know, so, so there was, there was never a moment well, at at the end there was, um, and, and it was more so because the, the public now wanted to become, uh, acquainted with who these other individuals were. Um, but during this entire time, not once did any, um, did any members say, "Hey, so you know, you you gave us this from Diana Vaughn. You know, can can we can we meet her? Can we talk to her? Can 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 we see you know how how she's doing?" Not not once was um, was that asked. So it, it, it's surprising to me. You know, it, it was just something that was um, kind of accepted blind faith. Um, but ultimately, uh, th- there was a there was a moment where. Uh, it ended up happening, you know, after some years, people were kind of questioning, well, okay, we're getting all these texts and we, we, we see that all of this is allegedly going on, but we want, we want a firsthand, um, we, we want to see uh, Diana, for example, firsthand. Um, so Taxio actually called a press conference at the Paris Geographical Hall. Um, and, and that press conference took place on April 19th, 1897. Um, and it, it was in that press conference that he was going to unveil Diana to the world. However, as as the geographical hall was being crowded with individuals, Taxil came out and just announced that it had all been a lie, that all of these accounts were fictitious, that you know the the everybody that had been reading this and accepting it that they were all uh, gullible, and the the crowd actually turned on him. Um, there, there's a, a yeah, there, there's a, a description uh, because late, later on he, he goes on to, to be interviewed by a Parisian newspaper. And, and there's a quote that, that I want to relay from that because I, I think it's very important to this. Um, but but the crowd turned on him. Um, they, they started throwing things at him. He had to actually run out of, of the hall through like a, a back door type of situation. Um, and uh, th- there were death threats that were issued. Uh, directed at him, you know, afterwards. Um, but later in his life, he was interviewed by a Parisian newspaper 
And the journalist had asked him, you know, why is it that you did what you did? Like, why would you uphold this for, for 12 years? Um, and he, he gives a, a, a pretty long uh, answer, but I, I think that the end of, of his answer uh, is the most interesting part of all of it. He says, I spent with my fellow authors hatching out new plots, new unheard of perversions of truth and logic, each trying to outdo the other in organized mystification. I thought I would kill myself laughing at some of the things proposed, but everything went. There is no limit to human stupidity. Now, the reason why I point that out and the reason why when I give this presentation in Lodge, why I still call Taxil a brother is because seeing what he did perfectly reminds me of the Master Mason degree. And what I mean by that is I'm, I'm not going to go too in-depth into it, but for me, one of the ways that I interpret the Master Mason degree is as a cautionary tale. Because if you're a brother and you've been initiated, you understand that something detrimental happens in the Master Mason degree. And when you sit back and you ask yourself, who were the perpetrators of what happened? They weren't just everyday people, you know? They, they, they were people that, that are important in a sense of uh, how we refer to each other. So, um, so, so it's, it's almost like th this is a, a perfect example of just reminding yourself um, of why guarding the Westgate is, is important in the craft is because of, of things like this that can happen. Correct. Uh, and also, with Leo Taxel being who he was, you had you had many people well like you said you had everybody believing imagine this today right where if he put that out in with with media and communication now but it just went viral right yeah back then it took time it took time yeah. to get from from country to country city to city and so on but i think within 12 years of just telling all these series of lies this was kind of like like wildfire. Yeah, I think it was like ten months. That I heard that it blew up in ten months. All of the all of the the propaganda and the papers and the like you said the they, posters and all yeah, that stuff got ran, around. They ran it, and it started to really really take off. Mm -hmm. And of course, people you know with the very you know, they weren't very smart back then. We didn't have Google. We didn't have all that stuff. They just took it for face value. And like you said, yeah. you know everybody just believed her. I mean, believed yeah. him being her. And yeah. 10, 12 years later, when, when they, when it comes out, right. It's like, get the tomatoes and the, and the lettuce. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised yeah. Guy didn't get murdered, you know? So after, after all that, um, what, what was the outcome for Leo? Um, that, that, that I know of, um, all I know is that he, there, there were a lot of death threats that were, that were directed to him. Um, but more than that, I'm I'm not sure because when it when it comes to a lot of these uh, texts that I'm aware of, I don't think that they have been translated, um, and a, a lot of information actually comes from uh, we, and we have been talking about it before the show went live. Uh, Brother Arthur Edward Waite uh, actually wrote, which which is interesting enough, at, at he 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 wanted to analyze what was going on so as as it was going on you know he thought to himself he's like well you know some of this doesn't really make sense 
you know, because as you know, bro, brother Arthur Edward Waite was was a Freemason. So he actually, if if any if anybody is interested in reading further into this, um, and and I know that that um, he he wrote two books on on the subject, and uh, they're they're both sold together. So it's called Devil Worship in France with Diana Vaughn and the Question of Modern Palatism. Um, so 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 if you're interested in reading in reading more about that, um, you can definitely go check it out. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to, to Leo Taxil, he, he just, it was just going into obscurity. You know, there, there were death threats that were issued uh, to him because of what he had done. Um, but uh, aside from that, that I, I know of, nothing else. Yeah, I think he just it was like his he, life out and he was old Yeah, when he passed. He had, like, he had his, uh, his confessions and stuff like that. But Yeah, he had almost like his 15 minutes of fame and then it was like, that's mm-hmm. it, you know. Somebody asked, do you think, on our, on our chat, on our live chat, do you think Aleister Crowley knew of Leo Taxel? Most likely. It's a possibility. I'm it's a possibility. I've, yeah. I've never read anything from Crowley that, um, you know, that, that, that confirms that. Uh, but it, it definitely is a possibility because this, uh, again, it spread like wildfire, you know. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, Whenever you look up anything that that it, that is related to, well, you look up masonry or Freemasonry, the good stuff doesn't come up first, right? It's right. always the Leo Tax or things that are related to the Leo Taxel hoax. Mm-hmm. And when you try to explain it to people, they're still stuck in the no, no, no. You're you're not high enough, That's right? Part I love right, it. You're right. not high you're enough. Not you don't know. Enough. I've done everything, man. <laughs> I've done it all. Like I've done it all. Blue Lodge, York, right? <laughs> Think That's that right. Taxel I mean, himself was the one that started that "you're not high enough" mentality. Yeah. Well. Yeah, and and it goes back to 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 that you know Palladian Freemasonry exactly. and 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 in their meetings you know they they were described as these like they were having orgies and you know working with demons and um and and that one of the one of the end goals for Freemasonry was uh, eventually to overthrow the Catholic Church. You know, so that that was that that's what Taxil was, you know, was was positing as Freemasonry's end goal. You know, it's like he's 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 fueling this this big war between Catholicism and, and Freemasonry. You know, I'm I'm surprised things didn't abrupt uh, abrupt, you know, or blow up as as much as they did. It was already yeah, bad and, and if, it was very bad. Yeah, and and yeah, actually, I, I I had mentioned the the human genus was what uh taxil what what had inspired taxil to to actually start this um but for anybody that's interested uh albert pike actually wrote a response to the human genus so if you're you're interested definitely check that out because uh pope leo the 13th had written the human genus and then albert pike wrote wrote a response to that as well as he would yes and do you know do you know what his response was or or just a, a quick you know summary of what that was well, it, it it was essentially arguing the the main point that uh, that that Pope Leo the Thirteenth was was making, which is that um, Freemasonry was was not uh, a threat to the Catholic Church, uh, that that Freemasonry um, was was not a threat to society. Um, so that that was kind of the 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 main gist of what what Pike was was writing. 
you know, one of the one of the purposes of us having this conversation is to dispel the misconceptions, right? The misconceptions of Freemasonry and, you know, this whole relation to Satanism, the whole Palladium uh, Freemasonic degrees that just don't exist. And then today, you know, now you have people running rampant on IG asking you to join the Illuminati. They'll have pictures of Masons with money. And, you know, a lot of that comes from this. This is, this is the, the mustard seed that sprouted it all. You know what I mean? So it's, it's sad to, to know that this has been going on for over a hundred years. And again, to the, French Masonic lodges. You you guys had twelve years to do something, right? and that that's actually happened to me. Where um, there was uh, I, I was maybe about a uh, yeah, it was la- at the end of last year around November. Uh, there was a brother that sent me uh, a screenshot of one of these accounts that had taken pictures of me and was reaching out to him to join the Illuminati. <laughs> hey man, hey, that just shows. That you're doing good work, all right? <laughs> if they're using your photo, you're doing good stuff. They've, they've copied us. They've copied... Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've Fake done, accounts, yeah. man. Yeah. All kind of stuff. We get hit up daily. IG really needs to do something about that. I mean, it's, 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 it's the scams, you know? And, 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 you know, one, one, one thing, another point that I always like to make when, when I talk about this is I think that it, it stresses the importance of Masonic education. Because I think that when it comes to to moments like this, the, these individuals that that share uh, the the these false posts and and these crazy outlandish things, you know that that's a moment where almost the the the, the profane are trying to define Freemasonry, and I think that through Masonic education, that's where brothers get to define Freemasonry and what it is. So I think that that that's another reason why. Masonic education is is important, um, not only for ourselves, not only do we become better brothers in engaging in Masonic education, but we also get to, you know, get, get to uh, inform others, you know, and, right. and, 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 and educate others not only into how um, Freemasonry helps us grow, but also uh, other, other aspects like the, the historical, um, how, how can I say, the, the, the historical movements that have happened sort of like with with Shriners Hospital and other charitable organizations that we are also involved in you know so i think i think that that's where masonic education is key and where it's uh, important because then that that's truly how you combat and how you dispel these you know crazy outlandish uh, crazy outlandish things correct i think it's also important for us to get that education so that we can prevent a perpetuation of these types of things. I mean, if you you look at this story and how long ago it happened and how long it's taken its toll on society, on Freemasonry, on the Catholic Church, I mean, everything from his imagery of Baphomet, you know, being this satanic idea that people to this day still have have that in their mind that that that's an evil satanic thing you know and right and nothing to do with we want to prevent if we want to prevent this from happening again and especially in the climate that we're in with all of these these people these illuminati fakes on instagram and stuff like that if we want to prevent this from from being another 
hundred years into the future of negative connotations for Freemasonry, we need to we need to be educated. We need to improve ourselves in Masonry and be ready to show the rest of the world what it is Masonry really is about, not about this this other stuff that someone else is proposing. Yeah, and 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 I see I, I see that you guys are going to cover it in, in another episode, but just because you know Mario and I have been have been uh, talking leading up to this episode, shout out to to Mario. Um, but I'll, I'll just mention that uh, the the Baphomet also, in a way, kind of played a, a key role in this whole uh, hoax because um, Taxio actually used the the, um, the 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 sabbatic goat figure uh, from one of his his books, so it kind of shows. Uh, Freemasons kind of like uh, giving a toast to the the sabbatic goat in the middle, and then he's kind of like levitating over over all of them. So that that now you you get that imagery that continues to be used uh, right. to to this day, and and it was uh, Levy's uh, sabbatic goat. Right, and for the uninitiated, you know, when they see that and they being fed all this propaganda from the church, you know, the devil's everywhere. Yeah, you know, they see that and they they don't understand what it means or what it represents. This is why we need to have these conversations. Is why I don't we know, do this? I don't know why it hasn't been hit head on in the last 20, 30 years, and these conversations haven't been had. And I'm pretty sure you know other people have talked about them on on certain you know podcasts, but they need to be really out there in the open. So that way, when you have these people, you're not high enough. You're not this. You're not that. You know, when you're taking information if you're taking information firsthand through experience, then you have facts, right? You're sitting on facts. If you're hearing them through somebody else or through a third person or third party, you don't have, you really don't have facts, man. I mean, and it's, it's sad that people just go off of that and all of a sudden, Oh, well, you know, you guys are evil. You guys are this, you guys are that, you know, the truth is I I wouldn't have joined if it was, if it was that, if, if I saw anything like that, I wouldn't have been a part of it. Right. Because right. I, I just don't, that, that isn't my thing. You know, I wanted to be part of something bigger that, that was actually doing something for the community or, you know, society in general. I mean, we're all here to build ourselves for the, from within, become better right. than we were yesterday. Become better, right. Yeah, and, and, and again, the, you know, it just goes back to, to the importance of, of Masonic education, whether it be conversations like this, whether it be uh, you know information that that you maybe give share in a in in a lodge in in your lodge, um, th- this is important because you are dispelling these these insane like for for example uh, a while ago I know a friend of mine he he didn't believe it but he had shared with me there there was allegedly this man that had uh, you know was exposing the secrets of, of Freemasonry like we we've all seen those you know those videos. Um, and, yeah, and it, and it's and it, and it's like wild because you know you hear these things and you're like this has nothing to do you know right. with Freemasonry you know these are just like it's these crazy these these are these crazy ideas that you know wh- whoever the individual is, is is coming up with um but but at at the same time we need to understand that you know the people that are uninitiated they might not know any better. You know, they don't know any better. So that that's why it's it's one of our duties. And especially at, at you know, even going through the fellow craft degree, I, I, I always call the fellow craft degree the academic degree, because uh, at, at the end, you know, the, the charge is telling you 
you gotta become, you know, you, you gotta involve yourself in, in these uh, seven liberal arts. You gotta study, you gotta become an, an educated individual. You know, at the end of the entered apprentice degree, the charge is telling you, you know, uh, uh, meet and, 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 and join a community of individuals that, that are educated and that you're gonna learn from and that, you know, you're gonna be able to teach as well. So, you know, we're constantly just being, uh, reminded that education is key. Education is key, and I think that that this is one of one of the cases where um, education is key because then you know a, a lot of times I I've given this presentation at Lodge, and the second that I dropped that Taxil was was a brother, everybody is just like shocked. You know, hmm. as is as is the case, a, a, a lot of people don't know as I did. I didn't know. You know, when when I found out about this. Um, but but it's it's even crazy to see that this individual was a brother, and yet, even after having become a Freemason himself, he said, "Well, you know, I'm I'm going to discredit the the craft. I'm going to to slay uh, the character of, of of the craft, you know, and and the education didn't stick to him. So I don't know. It's just that, wild. That that proves how important it is to guard that Westgate, like you were saying yeah. before. I mean. We have brothers that come in, and if they're not, if they're going to get turned away, or if they only make it through one degree, or and then get out there, I mean, how much, how much damage can they do to the craft if they wanted to, if they had the desire, if they had the drive? I mean, obviously, Taxel had the drive to do it and was successful at at majorly damaging the reputation of the fraternity. Yeah, and 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 he, you know, at the end of the day, he 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 set it, set out because he wanted to prove a point. He wanted to prove that that certain individuals in society were were gullible, and unfortunately, it happened. You know, it 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 happened, and and it, it's it's insane to see that even after he came out and was just like, hey, this was all a lie. You know, it it, it was just a, a bluff. Uh, it's a hoax. But to this day, you hear. You know, and and they've they've kind of just been recycled through different avenues and through different views, but you you hear and you you see a lot of the same rhetoric just being recycled and and being upheld to to this day, even though the you know the, those claims have been um, have been dispelled. Have you ever had any situations in your lodge in in which kind of brought weirdos to your lodge or? <laughs> you got some stories, but did you have any situations where where you had people show up and just do weird shit or ask you weird stuff? Um. Well, uh, now you do. <laughs> I I I I'll say I've uh, I've visited other lodges where on that night they've had visitors, you know, and there have been these these individuals that have kind of been, um, you know, talking about. Uh, you know conspiracy theories and like I I know what you guys do but I but I want to see it for myself you know kind of things but you know at at my lodge uh, surprisingly never That's at good. my at my lodge surprisingly never but but um, but but there are other other individuals again that you know they 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 go back to and it's the same thing it's like oh because you know you know I want I want to I want to get to to the thirty third degree because when you get to the thirty third degree, that's that's when you really you know real become teacher. a Freemason, and and you and and that's when when the real fun starts, um, you know. So, 
Yeah, we've had our, our fair share, especially when we were shooting at our old lodge um, in San Pedro. Well, we, one time some guy just showed up, and I guess he paid attention to when we were shooting and the times, and he just showed up, and we were like, hey, what's up? And he's like, ah, you know, I want to be a Freemason. And, you know, when, some, when you start to, to talk to somebody, there's there's two people who are who are interested. One is the person who is genuinely interested they really want to be a freemason and they really you know they know about freemasonry and they want to go through the door and check it out then you have the people who like you said are just off the wall crazy not in tune with reality and, and it's really hard to kind of turn them away it's it's hard to turn them away without you know without being a rude person or being mean you know, you, you don't yeah. want to, yeah, you don't want to, you, I mean, I don't want to be mean, you know, but sometimes some people just, you know, I think the experiences that, that I've had uh, the most of are, um, you know, individuals that, that visit and then through talking to them, you see that they, what they want to do is they want to adv- advance um, from a, a business perspective, you know, yes. so it, it's almost like right. um, networking. Yeah, where where it's like uh, I had an individual one time tell me he's like, oh yeah, because you know I I, I want to you know I'm, I'm I'm a hard worker and you know I want to start my own business and I know that only CEOs can become uh, Freemasons, so I I want to come in and I want to learn all I can from CEOs and I was like, well, I'm I'm not a CEO, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, uh, I was conducting a, a degree with a an EA and an apprentice. And um, he got all the way to almost doing the degree, but um, he said he had to use a restroom, and he took off. No way! He literally ran. He grabbed his clothes and he ran. You guys are lucky you didn't have the chamber of reflection. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) This guy, this guy took off, and he just said, "I I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't kill somebody." He started saying all this stuff. I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah." Or you, yeah. I mean, this guy ate dinner with us. Like he, he hung out with us for a while, and then when that's he got right. to it, he just he broke out in sweat and Lily ran. That's why when you're prospecting, I mean, you 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 know, it should be for any a year. lodge. You really need to, unless you you're you're really vibing with the guy, and you know, you could you already know this dude's like sane solid. And, and solid. He's you know he could he provides for his family. He's a good person, and and, and it works out right. But for folks that are questionable, you really need to hang out for like a good six months to a year just to get to know the person and see who they are and you know what they're about and and how they handle certain conversations right and you you know no sorry sorry no i said especially if you bring up illuminati and you see people start going off the deep end with that shit and then they start associating it with freemason and you know this person's right for all the wrong reasons right but to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, um, uh, uh, so, something else that, that has happened before is when people are visiting and then they're like, oh, well, you know, what are what are some what are some books that you you that you suggest or, you know, I want to I want to do some some research for myself, you know, hold off on that. Talk to the worshipful master of the lodge. Talk to the secretary. See if there's any, any education that the lodge provides or, you know, anything that that Grand Lodge provides um, that that um that is going to guide you in, in in the right direction because if you're going out and you're doing quote unquote research by yourself 
this is where you're, you know, you're going to go, you're going to find articles written by individuals that are not members of the craft or or, or just articles that are off the deep end. And if that's going to be your introduction to the craft, then I think that you're already starting off on the wrong foot. Agreed. Agreed. You know, because that 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 uh, quote unquote personal research, you know, can can be damaging exactly exactly because of this, because then you, you come across these things where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, pal- Palladian Freemasonry and uh, actually Freemasonry. There, there's a religious order uh, in, in the quote unquote higher degrees, you know, of, of the Scottish writer, of the York writer or whatever. And then that's that's when you, you know, when, when you when you come in and, and it's like you're you're just being directed into something that that Freemasonry isn't. And for those out there asking, well, what is there at the higher degrees? Well, guess what? More brotherhood. More pancakes. More pancakes. Um, <laughs> more, edu- <laughs> you get the, more education. Um, yeah. And, and fellowship. You know, I think us hanging out with each other, you know, there's, there's certain people that you see that just light up your day. You know what I mean? And, and you know, seeing brothers at, at functions, that's that. It's fun. It's social. It's it's. It's um, it's educational. It's social. There's a it's bunch of it's things. beautiful. It's beautiful because you know, uh, I can I can be where I am at, and then you guys are where you're at, and yet we're having a conversation. We know that we have gone through through the same ritual. You know, we have the same understanding because we've walked the walk and and at the end of the day we can see each other and probably never having spoken before and i can call you my brother you can call me my brother and at the end of the day that's that's the relationship that we have you know exactly so it, exactly. it's a beautiful thing you know it's joy and, and it's the same thing the, the same thing with you know even mario like mario and i like i had told you we we've we've been able to talk before this this presentation but it's the same thing you know we could have you know, for the last couple of years, never have spoken a, a day in our lives. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're brothers. And that's meaningful in a way that, um, that we understand. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's those stepbrother moments that you get where we just become best friends. <laughs> you like magic too? Right. You know, it's like weird, you know, and, and it, you click. And then right. now you're buddies and, and right. you're doing stuff together. You're, yep. It's fun, man. Building bunk beds. Yeah. Doing karate yeah. in the garage. Right. <laughs> and and sharing a lot, being being able to to share, you know, whether it be personal things, whether it be education, whether it be events, whether it be, you know, like, you know, hey, I'm you know, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be in town, or you're gonna be there so we can hang out. You know, right. it's 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 really it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's extended and, family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, so these these these, these last five yeah, these these last five years for me have have just been beautiful, just because of the uh, the friendships that I've I've been able to to develop. You know, and those are friendships you would have never had if you hadn't become a mason. Yeah, that's the cool part about it. You know, yeah, and 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 again, it's just helpful on all fronts. You know, whether whether it be talking uh, talking to brothers about about personal things. You know, or even just when it comes to, to education, it's just like, hey, bro, you know, I, I know you like reading about this. So I'm sending this to you or, um, hey, bro, I, I got I got a quick question. Like, what do you think about this? You know, it happens. So I, I, I think that that's beautiful. We, we have one question from a brother out here. Mike Samuel. He's a cool homie. 
Do brothers feel that Grand Lodges or Lodges should instruct or recommend brothers not sporting images of Baphomet? <laughs> you know, that's going to depend on where oh, you're at. Oh, yeah. You you know, pr- probably not. I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I want to say I'm going to say you do not want to walk into a lodge, like if especially if you're new with that. If you've been around for a while and you're cool with everybody, then yeah, I don't see a problem with it cuz people yeah. know you, right? But if you're new and you just, you know, went through your first degree or something like that, I say business do casual. Not recommend you go that far out because Yeah. There's some of the old guard out there that just yeah. think the same way about the situation that we're talking about right now, you know, yeah. that exists well, and, within yeah. our lodges. Then you get one, blackballed. Yeah. One, no. one thing that I always, one thing that I always, uh, I always mention, um, and, and actually I, I, I always make, make sure that I make this comment when, when I attend the master Mason degree. Um, I, I think that, uh, Prospective candidates become brothers for various reasons. So you'll have brothers that are interested in, in the esoteric. You have brothers, the, the esoteric aspect of the craft. You have brothers that are interested in uh, the ritual work. You have brothers that are interested in the charity, in the fraternal aspects. Um, and, and all of those aspects of Freemasonry are valid. Um, but at the same time, what I always tell those brothers is, you know, open yourself up to exploring all different aspects. You know, so when it comes to that, I, I completely agree with you. I wouldn't I wouldn't be going in with, uh, you know, with a with Baphomet on my shirt. <laughs> but because because you don't know what aspect those brothers are uh, experiencing Freemasonry through, you know, so so maybe you, you could find yourself in, in a situation where, um, you know, a, a brother is going to reach out to you and, you know, let you know, like, hey, th- this is this is uh, inappropriate or whatever. Um, so I'll, always keep it appropriate. You know, always always keep it up, keep it appropriate. Yes, because not everybody has the six the six sense of humor I have. But you can yeah. tone it down, you know, and and just you know take it take it easy wherever I go. And then yeah. once I feel you out, and you know, and then, and then it's then like it's duck yeah. season. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm We've had that conversation before, Mike, about uh, about being on the level. Not everyone's on that same level, so we have to find those right. brothers that are on our level when we want to be on that level. <laughs> yeah. And then when, when we know we're someplace where those brothers, where brothers are not on that level, then yeah. we, we got to be on level. Look, look yeah, some, some brothers want to, some brothers want to talk to you about alchemy. Some brothers want to talk to you about Baphomet. Other brothers, you know, don't. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's okay. That That's fine too. You know, okay. they, I agree. They, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot you down because you don't know that. I'm just, if you're not interested in the conversation, no problem. Dude. Yeah, it's not a big deal, but you shouldn't shoot people down for knowing these things or right. wanting to explore them and understand them. Kind of like what we're having right now. We're having a conversation about the Leo Taxel hoax. We're having a conversation about what happened and why it happened, and it should clear up a lot of bullshit that's out there. You know, yeah. and if if we're having this conversation for that specific reason. And again, I I, I highly suggest if if you're really interested in reading further into this. Check out Brother A.E. Wade's book because, you know, I did my best to try to condense 13 years, you know, 13 years of a hoax um, in, into, into a short amount of time. But, you know, th- this is just a, a, an insane um, hoax that, that happened, you know, and, and unfortunately it has uh, affected the craft. Um, it continues to affect the craft, but hopefully 
um, that that can get rerouted uh, someday. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so too. I think with us having more and more conversation and talking about these topics and being able to put them out there to the public, then we'll you know people will actually see what Freemasonry actually is. Right. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I just want to say that you know uh, fear is brought on by ignorance, and the death of fear is only going to be through knowledge. Agreed. Agreed. Daniel, do you have any anything else you want to add to this great conversation that we're having? Honestly, I I, I just wanna I just wanna thank you for allowing me to be on here with you all to um tonight i i always enjoy talking about uh this topic um if you follow me on social media you know that uh you know i enjoy talking about a number of other uh topics as well but um thank you so much for being able to to share this because um this presentation or, or this topic in particular was very important to me when i became a freemason and five years later it still remains a topic that is very important to me um well, we're happy it should be important. Work. It should be important to all of us as Masons to understand how to prevent this from happening. But because I've been able to find that through my involvement. Um, so it, it has been able to shape me. Um, it has provided personal growth and development that I, I am grateful for. And I've been able to meet, uh, you know, ex, uh, extremely cool and great brothers like you guys. So thank you so much for, for giving me this moment to be able to talk to, to you all tonight. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you, and we're honored to have you on here, and hopefully we can have you on here again sometime. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give out to, to anybody? Um, all, all, all the brothers that are, are tuning in tonight, um, I know Brother Ketterman uh, and I had, had spoken. Again, Mario, I see Ivan is there. Ivan, how's everything? Um, uh, all, all the, aside from all the brothers that are listening here, anybody that's a listener, that's not initiated from, uh, keepers of the word, all of you guys, um, you know, and, and all the brothers across the world, you know, can continue, uh, doing what you do and, and upholding this, this beautiful craft because, um, it, it's, it's a very beautiful aspect of, of society that, that needs to continue. Thank you. Ron, you got any shout outs, man? Yeah, man, you know, talking about the brothers that just make us happy to be fellowshipping, um, I want to shout out to you guys. I haven't seen my uh, Keepers brothers face-to-face -face in a bit. I can't wait for our next meetup. Um, I also want to shout out to uh, Eddie G. It's always good to see him. He told me I was his first hug in masonry, and it's always great to get a hug from that guy. <laughs> and a uh, shout out to uh, to Ed Taylor, worshipful True Grip Taylor, uh, every time we get to hang with him is uh, is a joy for sure. Jamesies, you got any shout outs? Yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Ileana Manzo from Instagram. Thanks for uh, digesting knowledge and hitting me up and asking your questions and following the show. Uh, these are listeners. These are listeners that hit me up on Instagram that want to further their information or ask for a book or something like that. Um, I also want to say what's up to uh, Salvatore at, uh, at Crooked Path, Rhapsody at Points of Light, and everybody else out there. Actually, go check out the new store, um, Ray's Hermetic Supplies. Go check out Mark Neaton Frey. 
They have a brand new store that's going to be opening up this Saturday. Go check them out. You got Mike. Well, shout out to my lodge, Panamericana 513. Um, all the guys there. Um, you know, thank you for having me, and I appreciate you very much for all the knowledge you share with me. Um, if you guys, if you, you don't know, 513 does everything in Spanish. If you have a chance to check it out, check out a degree, I highly recommend it because they are a traditional observance lodge, and it's a, it's a real treat. So you'll, you'll really like it. It's awesome. Yes. And uh, I want to say thank you to the production team here. Um, thank you very, very much. We greatly appreciate you. Can't do without you. Exactly. And also, anybody, everybody who's listening, who's been supporting us, you know what? A big, big shout out to you. Thank you very much. It's, it's been a long journey, um, but we're, we're still going, man, and we're going strong. I think it's just going to continue to grow and get better, and we're going to build more relationships with brothers and have this awesome network of people that, you know, are into the same things we are into. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Agreed. Brian, you got anything? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the brothers at Channel Islands Lodge, the brothers at Whittier Lodge 323. Um, as usual, any human being out there trying to be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today, you're doing yes. great. You're awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, that's probably about it for me. Other than that, um, as Mike said, well, I'm thankful for you guys as well. Uh, Ron, miss you. Can't wait to see you again. It's been a minute. Glad you're doing well up there with the, with the new house and all that. Um, Thanks. But um, other than that, you know, we're working on a lot of more, 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 more new things coming. We're working on a Discord server that we're hoping to launch soon. Uh, I know we mentioned it on, a la- on the last show. It will be coming soon. Um, we're just trying to build this community out to, you know, bring everybody together to give them a place where outside of Instagram and Facebook, stuff like that, you know, everybody's there and those places uh, generally suck. Um, so we will want to build our own community for you guys. So yeah. we're, we're getting that You're all together. Community. Last, uh, sorry, uh, last little details together, but um, we're hoping to, to roll that out fairly soon. So again, thank awesome. you guys for, for all the support and, and following us and keeping us motivated to continue doing this thing. That right there. <laughs> <laughs> so in closing, Thank you for tuning in. However, you're watching us comment below and let us know what your favorite part of the show was for questions regarding the show, content ideas, booking inquiries, or just simply to just say hello, visit the contact page at keepers of the That's it for our episode today. Thank you very much. Daniel Molina. 